0: Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I want to invite you to join me in this gospel account, this biography of Jesus, the gospel of Matthew. Matthew was a follower of Jesus, and so he spent time with him following his teachings, listening to Jesus teach and seeing Jesus do miracles. And so Matthew records for us a first century biography of who Jesus is and what he did for us. And records for us this event in the life of Christ and his correspondence with his made disciples. Jesus takes his disciples to the hillside on Galilee. And Galilee is where it all started for these guys. Remember Jesus calling them from the Sea of Galilee? He says, hey, come follow me. So here three years later, Jesus takes them to the same area where it all started, where they became disciples. And he's about ready to launch them into the same ministry that he started. The same ministry, which is go and make Disciples. Make another one. Make another one. I mean, the mission of made disciples is to make new disciples of Jesus. That's our mission. If you're here this morning and you call yourself a follower of Jesus and you claim to be saved, you claim to have received the forgiveness of sins through Christ and Christ alone, through his death and resurrection, then you would be considered a made disciple of Christ. If you're wondering what your mission and purpose is as a disciple of Christ, a made disciple, it's this, to make another one. That's your mission, to make another disciple of Jesus. I mean, made disciples make new disciples, they baptize them, and they teach them to obey Jesus. And in a moment, we, 2,000 years later, get to continue the mission that Jesus started that we were just read about. We get to continue that today as an expression of the church of Christ. We get to live this mission this morning as we submerge, as we baptize, immerse these individuals going public for Jesus this morning. Made disciples make new disciples of Jesus. So you have to ask yourself the question, how are you doing at that? How am I doing at that? Can you look back over your life and say, yeah, I've made a new disciple here. I've made another one here through the grace of God, through his spirit. He's enabled me to make some new disciples. For some, that's a very hard question not to ask but to answer. It's a hard question to answer because we say that we love Jesus, right? We, I love Jesus with all my heart. And, and Jesus said, if you love me, then what? You'll do what I've commanded you to do. Well, Jesus has commanded us, as made disciples to make new disciples. And so if we really want to express our love back to Christ, we express our love by making another disciple of Christ. By making another one. One of the greatest expressions of love you could ever give to Jesus is the making of a new disciple of Jesus, the making of another worshiper of Jesus. Jesus consumed his life with making another one. He gave his life literally to make disciples. And now he expects those of us who are his followers to do the same, to make disciples. And so Jesus takes his disciples to the hillside in Galilee, and he says, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go. I I want you to go, and I want you to be my witnesses. I want you to tell people the truth about who I am. I want you to do it in Jerusalem. I want you to do it in Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. I want you to go. And as new disciples are made, then I I want you to baptize them. And then I, I want you to teach them to obey me, he said. And Luke Back in the first century, a follower of Jesus recorded that these made disciples who heard Jesus say these words that, on that hillside did exactly that. They went out and what did they do? They moved out and they made new disciples. Luke wrote a history book about it. It's called Acts. And it's really the actions of these made disciples that were here on this hillside and records for them these actions. And what they do for the next 30 years is they take this mission that Jesus gave them and they move out and they make new disciples. And then when these new disciples are made, these new disciples get together with the made disciples and they form (laughs) church communities. And then these church communities keep multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. If you want to know what the vision and mission of church is, this is it. If you want to know what the vision and mission of Living Church is, this is it. The mission of Living Church is to have made disciples who know Christ, moving out, living Christ, making Christ known, making new disciples. And then as they gather together, they form multiplying church communities. That's the mission of Living Church because I firmly believe that's the mission of church. That's the mission that we see the first century church involved in. That's what we see them doing. The means and the method for us getting the good news of Jesus out is for us as made disciples to move out, make new disciples, and form church communities that multiply all over the world. That's our mission. That's the method Christ has given to get his name out there. And so that's what we need to be about. And that's what we're going to be about. We're going to be... A, a church of made disciples who are passionately worshiping Jesus, knowing Christ. We're going to encourage one another to move out and live Christ and make Christ known and make new disciples. And as new disciples are made, they're going to form new church communities, not just locally but globally for the glory of Jesus. That's our mission. That's our vision. And that's the mission and vision Jesus gave to his disciples 2,000 years ago on the hillside. And maybe you're here and this whole Jesus thing is new to you and you're like, whoa, okay, this whole make disciple thing kind of new to me. And you're like, okay, i kind of following line here. I'm kind of hearing you here on this thing and, and, and about following Jesus. And maybe you're going, well, how do I start? How do I make another one? Where do I begin? Or maybe you've grown up in church like me. And you've been part of a church community, different ch- church communities. And maybe you've just gotten distracted from the busyness of life of what your real mission is. And I'm hoping that if that's you, that you're asking yourself the question, where do I start? How do I start making another one? How do, I, how do I start going out and telling people the good news about Jesus and how they can turn from their sins and be forgiven of their sin, be clean, cleansed from their guilt of their past and their present and be made right with God forever through Jesus? How do I start? How do, how do I go out there and make another one and tell them that great news of Jesus? Well, we start exactly where these made disciples started. Look at verse 17. Back it up in verse 16. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they what? They worshipped him. Making another one, is, and as we looked at two weeks ago, making another one begins with made disciples worshipping Jesus. That's where it begins. Making new disciples of Jesus begins with made disciples worshipping Jesus. These people sat at the feet of Jesus. All right, so we're going, okay, I get that. I'm all about, i got to know Christ. i got to worship Jesus privately, publicly. How's your private worship of Jesus going, made disciples? How's your public and corporate worship of Jesus going, made disciples? Okay, so we're going, yes, I'm worshiping Jesus, and I get that. Now what do I do? What do I do next? What's next? And Jesus reveals to us what's next. If you want to make another one, it begins at the feet of Jesus. And as you're worshiping Jesus, what do you, what do, you do next? Jesus reveals to us. It says, verse 18, Then Jesus came to them, and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he says, what? Therefore, what's the next word? Go. Making new disciples of Jesus begins with made disciples worshiping Jesus, and making new disciples of Jesus continues with made disciples moving out like Jesus. It continues with made disciples moving out like Jesus. If you're going to make another one, another disciple of Jesus, if you're going to go and you're going to tell people how they can be rescued from sin and Satan and the kingdom of darkness and be transferred into the kingdom of marvelous light, it's going to happen when you and I go. It's not going to happen within a 90-minute church gathering. If you're expecting to just solely make a new disciple by being here on a Sunday morning, that's not going to happen. You're going to have to get up, and you're going to have to go. You're going to have to go. I mean, Jesus says go, does he not? And it's unfortunate that we use the word go all the time. And we say go to school, go get dressed, go to church, um, go get the car, go clean off the driveway, whatever it might be, right? And so this kind of gets lumped in there. Go make disciples, go get milk, go to the store, go change a diaper, go make disciples, go find a seat, go make disciples. I mean, it just kind of gets lumped into this thing. And we hear it. And for some of us in church, we've heard this all the time. I mean, this is kind of a beating a dead horse here maybe for some of us because we keep hearing it. Go make disciples. Go make disciples. But let's not forget the magnitude of what Jesus is saying here, the magnitude of this mission, this word go. If you're going to move out like Jesus and make another one, it's going to involve going. It almost sounds so simple. It sounds almost too just go. It's that simple. Yes, go. And it's interesting, this word Jesus uses for go, literally it means to continue on the journey. To continue on the journey. In a sense, Jesus is saying, having already gone, continue going and make new disciples. Well, what's he saying there? The moment when these disciples became made disciples was the moment they began the process of making another disciple. So the moment you came to Christ was the moment you began the mission of making another disciple of Christ. Having already gone, continue the process and go make a new disciple. Go make another one. It's a process. Yes, there is that moment when you exchange your sin for the righteousness of Christ and are set free. There is that moment when the Spirit of Christ comes in you. And then it's a lifelong journey of getting to know Christ, living Christ, making Christ known, becoming that disciple who follows Jesus. And so this word go is an interesting word because it talks about discipleship, becoming a, a, a disciple or making another one is a process. It also has this idea of departing from life. Making another one involves your life. It does involve events, but it involves all of who you are. In fact, the core of this word, there's the meaning to lead or to order your life around this mission. We wake up in the morning and we go to work and we go, How can I make Christ known this morning in the office? How can I make Christ known this morning while I'm at school or throughout the day? How can I make Christ known in my family? How can I make Christ known while I'm at the store, while I'm pumping gas? Seriously? Absolutely. How can I make Christ known? It's going. You're just going to go. You're going to keep going. That's what going looks like. In fact, it's the same word. Look at verse 7 of chapter 28 that Matthew uses. When the angel comes to the ladies who have just seen the empty tomb, he says, Then go quickly. Go quickly. Go quickly. Same word again in verse 9. Suddenly, Jesus met these ladies, and he says, greetings. And it says, as they went. Same word Jesus uses for go in verse 19. And then in verse 11, same word again. While the women were on their way. Do you see it? While you're going on your way, make another one. While you're doing life, while you're living life, while you're going, while you're doing all these things, make another one. Make another one. I think they're right over there, buddy. Hey, Tony, I think this one... this one's yours, right? I think this one's yours. Great. He's coming around the other side. There you go. One escaped. That's what going looks like. You just go. You don't care what people think. You just go. He doesn't care. He's got a mission, right? He's got purpose. He came in here with an intentionality to go, and he knew what he was looking for. Do we do the same? Do we do the same? Do we wake up in the morning and see our mission field as our place of employment? Our neighborhood as our mission field? Are we going? If we're going to move out like Jesus, we go like Jesus. It's a verb, it involves action. It's not going to happen by just sitting here, it's going to happen by us getting up and going and moving out. It's an action. I love what Matthew Henry said, a great Bible commentator about this passage. He said, as an eagle stirs up her nest, flutters over her young to excite them to fly. So Christ is stirring up his disciples to disperse them over all the world. He's saying, go, come on, guys, go. You've been with me for three years. You know what I'm about. You know what the mission is. Now I'm handing it off to you. So go make another one. Go make another one. So what does going look like for you? Here's what it looks like. It looks like going to the store. It looks like going to school. It looks like going to work. It looks like going outside. It looks like going to the ball game. It looks like going to the movies. You understanding what going looks like? It's life. Because the mission is life. That's what we're about as disciples of Christ. This is who we are, and we've been forgiven. We've been set free. Christ has died, and he's coming again, and we have great news that a lost world is desperate to hear. They're desperate to have this Jesus that you have, and we need to simply go. If we're going to move out like Jesus, it's going to involve going like Jesus. A couple Sundays ago, we had just started this series, One Plus One Equals Another One, and I'm sitting around in the afternoon in our home, and the phone rings, and On the other end is a single mom who happened to be there that morning in in the gathering, and she says, I just got to tell you. I just got to tell you what happened. I was challenged and convicted by what God was saying this morning in the gathering, and I got to tell you what I did. I I had to go to work after the gathering, and so I work with clients, and so I go and I start listening to these clients tell their stories, and God just opens a door for me to start praying with them. Never done that before, I don't think, and she just starts praying with them, starts telling them about the Lord, and and, and God opens a door for her to just Just start telling them about Jesus, about God. That's what going looks like. It's just going with a purpose. It's going with a mission. It's going with intentionality. I've been set free, and there are people that I'm going to meet today. They need to be set free from their sins as I have. They need to meet Jesus. And Jesus has called us, as His made disciples, to be the ones to go and tell them. So let me ask you, what does going look like for you? And let me affirm you as a church I want to affirm you because you as a church do an incredible job at going. You really do. And you're to be affirmed in that. And going is hard. It's messy. It's time-consuming. It's it's hard. But I want to tell you that you are an incredible people who truly are going. You're going across the street. You're going to people, and you're telling them about Jesus. And I just want to say to you, keep going. Keep going going. Don't give up. Keep going because the people that you're investing in need the good news of Jesus. They need their hearts rescued. That's what they're longing for. They may not even know they need it, but you have it and you know they need it, so tell them. So keep going, please. Keep going. But what does going to make another one look like for you? If we're going to make another one make new disciples, it's going to involve made disciples moving out like Jesus, and that involves going, and it also involves leaving. Well, how do we know it involves leaving? Look at what Jesus said. And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of where? Galilee? Only in Jerusalem? Where? All the nations. You're to go to all the nations and make disciples. Later, in another moment with his disciples, Jesus said, You will be my witnesses. You're going to tell the people the truth about me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Then Luke records for us in his gospel, he says, Jesus said, repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached where? To all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. These guys were from Galilee, most of them. And Jesus is saying, I want you to go, and I want you to go to the nations. Well, if they're going to get to the nations, what are they going to have to do? They're going to have to leave Galilee to get there. They're going to have to leave. Going, moving on like Jesus involves leaving It involves leaving. If we're going to get to the nations, it involves leaving. These guys are going to have to leave their homes in Galilee. Isn't it interesting that here, three years later, after Jesus first called them, he said, come follow me. And what does it say the disciples did? They left their nets and followed him. Making another one will involve going. It will involve leaving something, or it could involve leaving someone or someones in order to make another one. And so these guys had to leave Jerusalem, or leave Galilee. They end up going to Jerusalem, and some of them leave Jerusalem, end up going to the into the earth. You know, and isn't, isn't it interesting that Jesus modeled leaving, right? He, he left. He left. John 3, 17. We know 16, many of us, but 17 says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God sent his son. Well, where did he send his son from? Heaven. Revelation 19, get a good picture of Jesus from that passage. Revelation 19, verses 11 through 16, one of my favorite passages of of Christ glorified. So here's Jesus sitting in the the throne room of heaven, and the angels are swirling and singing, holy, 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 and, and he's in the splendor and everything, and the Father says, I want you to go. And Jesus does what? He leaves. He leaves. Why? To make another one, to make you a new disciple. That's why he left, was to transform your heart so that you could be forgiven and set free and become his. That's why he left. And Jesus expects that leaving is going to be part of making another one. In Mark chapter 10, verses 29 and 30, just listen. He says this, I tell you the truth, no one who has left Home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me. And the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. The disciples left their boats. They left their nets. They end up leaving Galilee. Some of them end up leaving Jerusalem. If we're going to make another one, we're going to have to move out like Jesus. And moving out like Jesus involves going and it also involves leaving. So what does leaving look like for you? What does it look like? Maybe it means leaving your current home to a smaller home so you can take that extra cash and support missionaries. Or maybe it means you're going to move to a larger home. You're going to leave your current home and move to a larger home so you can house missionaries that come home. Or maybe you're going to leave and move to a larger home so that you can have neighborhood parties in your home and invite your neighbors over and show them Jesus. What does leaving look like for you? Maybe it looks like leaving your current job. Maybe it means leaving some friends. Maybe it means simply leaving the room to make the phone call to the person or to the brother that needs Jesus. Maybe it means leaving your fear, your comfort, your plan, your selfishness. Maybe it simply means leaving the front door behind you and going across the street to love a neighbor. To tell them i've been thinking of you praying for you listen leaving is hard because it's leaving the known right we're leaving the known and it's hard corey ten boom who was a dutch christian who helped jews escape during the nazi holocaust one of my favorite quotes she has she said this never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known god man i hung on to that when we went to ireland that i hung on to that like crazy I'll never forget the night before we flew out and headed to Ireland. I was in tears in the elevator with my father-in-law, going, what in the world am I doing? I'm totally taking my family to a place I've never been, a people I don't even know. Am I, I, what am I doing? Leaving is hard. But as you leave, you're walking into a known, and his name is Jesus. And he understands leaving to make another one, because that's exactly what he did. Kevin and Sean Grease, don't embarrass them, but there are missionaries going to, with Campus Crusade down to Tennessee to make another one on college campuses, and they're leaving what they know here, the security of home, security of job, to go make another one. Brag on my wife as well. Sometimes leaving looks like just leaving out the front door. We have a, uh, some neighbors that live on the other side of us. They're from Palestine, and they recently, they're a young couple. They recently had their first child. And Andrea makes a soup and leaves the front door with the girls and walks out and walks next door and she starts, knocks on the door. They don't know we're coming and we bring them a soup and Andrea and the girls end up there for an hour later talking about just getting friendship and you know, becoming friends and And then a week later, Basil, who is the husband's name, he came over to our house and brought a dessert. Listen, leaving might look like leaving here to go across the the ocean, or it might look like simply leaving to go across the street. But if we're going to go make another one, it's going to involve some leaving. The nations are next door to us. I kind of feel like God's going, listen, a lot of you aren't going, so I'm going to bring them to you. I'm going to bring the nations to you. I'm going to bring them next door because... You're going to share Christ with the nations right next door to you, and they're going to come to know Jesus, and then they're going to go and tell their friends and their families about Jesus. What does leaving look like for you? Jesus left. Making another one involves going. Making another one involves leaving, and it involves coming. Does it not? It involves coming. Think about it from the perception of of the nations, Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations. From our, As a made disciple, we're seeing it as go, leave. From the nation's perspective, they're saying, come. Please come. Tell me, tell me what you have that, that's given you forgiveness of sins and set you free from guilt and freed me from trying to get to heaven on my own. Please come and tell me this. Didn't Paul say, how can they hear without a preacher? Please come and tell me. So from the nation's perspective, moving out like Jesus involves going, it involves leaving, and it involves coming. It involves coming. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 2. He said, when I, talking to the Corinthian church, he said, when I, Paul, came to you, I proclaimed the testimony of God. I came to you in weakness. Moving out like Jesus is going to involve you going, leaving, and then coming to those who need Christ. There are people, listen to me, there are people you work with who need you to come to them. There are people who live on either side of you, whether it be in an apartment or across the hall or in your neighborhood, who need you to come to them. For how will they hear of Jesus unless we do? You are the means Christ has provided for them to come to him. Jesus modeled coming, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. It says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Listen, Jesus left heaven to come to us. He left his throne to come to a manger. He left his crown to come for you, to rescue you from sin, to rescue me. He left his splendor to come to suffer and serve. He left the presence of his Father to come and endure the pain of the cross. And there are people who need you, who need me, to come to them with that news. They need us to come. Making another one will involve you coming. Jesus said in Luke 9, 23, he said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. One of the first words Jesus said to the disciples was what? Come. Come, follow me, he said. So what does coming look like for you? Maybe it looks like coming to a people you don't know in a country or a state you don't even, you've don't you never been to. Maybe coming looks like coming to your co who's going through a tough divorce and being that friend for them. Maybe coming means coming to your kids at bedtime and telling them about Jesus. Maybe coming for you looks like coming to that friend who you know is hurting and who needs the good news of Christ. Let me give you an example of coming. You don't have to be my age or older or in your 20s to come. You can be a second grader and know what it means to come and tell someone about Jesus. Listen to this. This little girl's from Living Church. Her name's Elena. She goes to public school. And her mom wrote this. She said, at bedtime, Elena was really upset because she lost her Bible today. She brought it to school for individual reading time, hoping that other kids would pique interest in what she's reading to make others learn about what God wants for us. This little girl came. She understands what it means to come. She understands that she's got students in her class or in her school who need her to come and tell them about Jesus. If we're going to move like Jesus, we're going to make another one. It's going to involve you and me going, leaving, and coming. It's what it's going to involve. It's time for us to move. it not church. So what do we do next? What now? Okay, I get it. I need to be at the feet of Jesus. I need to be worshiping Jesus. I need to go. Got it. I need to leave. Got it. I need to come because people are waiting on me to come to them. I need to do this. What do I do next? I need something tangible. Kick me out the door. I don't know. Do something. Get me out there so I can do this. Okay, here's what we're going to do. See that book? That's on your seat. That life book? That is not for you. We're going to kick you out the door a little bit get you moving. Okay, this week. Next two weeks. We're going to encourage all, I want to encourage each and every one of us as made disciples to move like Jesus. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to take this book called The Life Book, and I want you to give it to someone. I want you to go to someone. I want you to leave that fear behind, whatever it might be, and I want you to come to them with that book in hand. Because that book tells them about the good news of Jesus. Some of us, if you're like me, man, you need intentionality. You need someone to say, here, go do this. Some of you, you don't need that, man. You just, it's just who you are. Do it anyway. But I want us to move out like Jesus as a church, as made disciples. And so I want you to take this book. Listen, someone is waiting for you to leave so that they can hear the news of this book. And someone is waiting for you to come to them with the news of this book. So I want to encourage you to move like Jesus. Because moving involves going. It involves leaving. It involves coming. And it also involves baptizing. It involves baptizing, which in a moment we're going to get to do. I'm going to ask those who are being baptized this morning, if you're not already seated seated over here to go do that. And we're going to bring in the living kids, and they're going to have a seat there. In a moment, we're going to baptize. But listen to me. Moving out like Jesus involves baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I want you to watch this video as we prepare to baptize those who this morning are going public for Jesus.